Welcome to the Purpose and Principles podcast. I'm Max Brown, and my guest today is Joey Price, who is the CEO, an HR consultant, a leadership coach, and a speaker. And Joey is an award-winning human resource executive, a business coach, a thought leader, and a professor. And he's the founder of Jumpstart HR. Uh, And it's an HR consulting practice specifically for small businesses and startups and a host of business life. And and he's the host of Business Life and Coffee, a weekly personal and professional development podcast. And as the CEO of Jumpstart HR, Joey innovates by creating HR solutions for small business owners and startup founders who want to build better, more competitive businesses And as a podcaster on the Business Life and Coffee Show, Joey shares carefully curated uh, conversations on personal finance, psychology, professional development, and business for emerging professionals and business owners alike. Uh, And Joey, you've been featured in a lot of different magazines and articles. You've obviously uh, been uh, recognized as the top 30 under 30 award winner, one of Forbes magazine's um, top 100 employee engagement experts in the world. And I'm just really happy that we could have this conversation today on the Purpose and Principles podcast. Well, Max, I am excited as well. I'm glad our paths got the cross at this very moment. I feel like this is going to be a special conversation and I'm thankful to everyone who's listening in on what we both have to say today. Yeah, me too. And and I'm grateful for that. You know, it, for people who just heard your bio and know that, you know, you're this young man who's just done these incredible things already in his life, pe- people are probably saying, you know, wow, this instant success guy. <laughs> can, you walk, <laughs> can you walk me through how some of your steps to, to this process that you've kind of gone through over the last 10 plus years? Yeah, so the uh, idea of being an instant success, um, it couldn't be further from the case. If anything, it's a, it's a matter of, of, of being fortunate to figure out what it is that I want to do early on in life and then having the, um, the commitment and the curiosity to explore that to the, to the highest uh, levels degree, um, highest degrees possible. Um, so, so it, I guess my story starts with undergrad and, and realizing that um, I wanted to change my major from exercise science to um, human resources, uh, but realizing that instead of staying in undergrad, it probably made more sense to, to graduate with my degree and go into graduate school. And while I was in graduate school online, um, I was able to work a full-time job. And um, so I was getting experience with um, textbook and theory, but then also in practice. And so I, I suspect that many undergrad students, grad students now in the midst of COVID are um, in that position where they're online learning. Um, so I just had a fortunate opportunity to just be able to double down on growth and um, really just stay focused on this lens of human resources. Yeah, it's interesting because what what, what prompted that change in your subject in your subject? Like, why why go to HR at that point? What prompted you to do that? Oh man, um, so so I loved sports. I thought I was going to be a sports medicine doctor or a physical therapist or a personal trainer, um, but then I realized that there were other passions that I had um, that had to do with home. And um, I wanted a family. I wanted to be able to travel. I wanted to be able to travel and bring my family along. And um, I just had this this eye opening moment um, somewhere along the lines of after uh, 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 some classes. I was like, I don't want to be taping up athletes after uh, for the rest of my life. I don't want to be sixty years old, 
you know, on the road, um, two thirds of the year, you know, if I was on a baseball team or a football team or something like that. And, um, I just didn't want to tape up athletes the rest of my life. And I knew that there was something different that I could still do to have an impact on people, to help people and to, um, still have my passion of, uh, serving. And so uh, that led into the corporate world um, because at the time I was also, I was managing a band. So here I am, this guy wearing all these different hats and it's like, okay, well, what do all of these hats mean for the next phase of my life? And uh, it meant um, having a corporate role. It meant um, having a role in human resources where I could still be an advocate for people. No two days are the same. And um, it was still new to me. Um, I don't know about you, but in high school, when you had career day, I didn't have an HR pro come in and say, hey, here's what I do for a living, right? You had your lawyers, your doctors, your policemen, your fire chiefs, uh, maybe your judge, and uh, maybe your business owner. But um, I didn't know that this whole world of human resources was out there. And so I was just on this quest to learn uh, everything it could mean for me and everything it could mean for my future. So uh, I guess the, the long and short of it is I, I realized that um, there was something I didn't want to do, but I had to figure out really fast what it was that I wanted to do, where I wanted to apply my efforts um, and my finances and my, and my resources. So for one thing then, as, as a listener, I'm hoping people are figuring out that, okay, so you had to get really clear about what your purpose was going to be, and then you just really focused on that so that you could really apply yourself in one way and become really good at what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And, you know, as as you're reading my bio and the, and the various um, hats that I wear or, or, or things people call me, um, I, what I don't want to get lost is the fact that they all have something to do with one another. You know, as a professor, I teach human resources. As a thought leader, I speak about human resources. As a business owner, I lead a team for human resources outsourcing. Uh, and so... As a podcaster, I help small business leaders make really good decisions around mm -hmm. their business mm -hmm. and protect their people. Mm -hmm. So um, even out of the different um, representations of the different things that I do, the singular narrative is that I help people with their people decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very clear. And is that part of what, what, what is this, this, this energy? What is your purpose? Like what motivates you to do all this work and gets you excited to be able to go out and help people understand how HR can actually have a, a much more positive impact than perhaps they've even thought about in the past? Well, it, it all stems from um, just having the understanding, going back to my kinesiology days, my exercise science days, that if you want to get the most out of a person, mm -hmm. there has to be a level of investment in them. Um, exercise science is all about getting the most from human performance. So we learn how to train your body. We learn how to um, have nutrition. We learn the um, proper psychological behaviors and mindsets that you have to adopt. Uh, we learn about the, the business of sport and um, how you know our human performance doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, and so I just applied those similar things to human resources because let's face it, the best companies out there are the ones that are investing in people. Yeah. They're the ones that are understanding that it takes, you know, um, not just an investment in technology, but an investment in the relationships that people have at work. 
the communication, the feedback, the performance, the compensation. If you want your business to go far and fast, um, you've got to have a team. But the quality of your team dictates the uh, quality of your business outlook. And so I just took a lot of those things that were um, native to me and, and authentic to me and um, that, that, that permeates through everything I do. So, so my, my purpose in life really is to help people get the most of um, not only themselves, but the people that they work with. Yeah. And, and in that regard, I'm curious, what are some of the common themes or challenges you bump up against in the clients and consult and the group and the consulting you do? The main thing that I see is um, just an, a, a lack of awareness that this is really important. Hmm. Um, there is a, a an expectation that um, people show up to work for a paycheck and that should be good enough. But in reality, people show up to work for meaning. They show up to work because they want to enjoy the people that they're around. They show up to work because they want to invest in something that's going to mean something bigger than themselves. You know, even if you look at uh, whether it's whether it's tech, whether it's healthcare, whether it's finance, if you ask people why they show up to these high performing organizations, it's not because a direct deposit hits every two weeks. It's because they see the value of the work that they're doing. And so um, that is a big thing with um, small business owners and startups, startup founders is realizing that, you know, you started your business with a dream, you own it for, with a dream and your employees have dreams and passions as well. And so the way that you help unlock um, your dream is to help them unlock your, their dreams. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zig Ziglar is famous for saying, you can help, uh, you can get anything you want if you help someone else get what they want. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that that's the case uh, with human resources. Uh, and so, I exist and I try to help people understand that you can lead people well and you can grow things, but you have to invest in your people. Yeah. It's interesting because I often would say, and, and still do to this day, I've been speaking a lot about the HR topic, recognition and appreciation, how we make people feel at work for about 15 years. And, mm -hmm. um, and then but speaking, you know, it, well, 20 plus years in, in a lot of different ways, but specifically around re recognition and appreciation, how we make people feel and how they show up. And I would often say, you know, um, the paycheck brings people in the door, but it's not why people stay. That's it. That's paycheck it. Brings, yeah. brings people in the door, but it's not why people stay. And the way we treat them along the way really, really matters. And like you said, some people just haven't made that connection or maybe they take that part for granted or they say, well, gosh, I'm just trying to survive here. I wish they cared about the business the way I did. And I just got to focus, focus, focus. And, and if they realize that they can engage those people more thoughtfully, they could actually get a lot more from those people in a, in a meaningful way rather than a manipulative way. Yeah. And, and there's research out there that shows that employees that are happy and satisfied are actually more productive. Yeah. And it's um, the mindset that says I have to go inside of myself and work hard and hustle and not think about my team that is the mindset that leads to destruction. Um, but it's the, the mindset that says, I want to gather and bring everyone along and uh, make sure we get the most out of our time together. That's when you start to see productivity and, and, uh, and prosperity. And so the more people glean and, and gather that message, the, the more successful we'll all be. Yeah. And, and, and for me, you know, when they feel that energy and that, that kind of um, contribution and that kind of ability to add value then that's when they get excited about solving the problems and coming up with creative solutions and 
reducing the the you know the quality issues or the 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 problems that have happened with the past customers and so that they can yeah. deliver a better experience for the people that they serve yeah that's a really great um comment there and and one of the things that that i ask my team uh it's a very simple question and i promise you if you if you ask this question with your team you will get the right kinds of answers and so if there's ever a a, a customer or a challenge that we're facing first thing I ask is, well, what do you think? And I just, I listen and I try to hear what, what the team has to say, especially if they're the person that is directly affected or um, directly impacting the work that needs to be done because they're going to have a perspective that's different than mine, Mm -hmm. but they're going to have a perspective that's closest to the action. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know what the person closest to the action thinks because if we make a decision, they're going to be the one that that's going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of want to make sure that they're running with something that they've bought into. And so that's not to say that um, I uh, abdicate responsibility, but it's more about being a listener with my team and making sure that I value what they have to say. It's interesting that you share that because I also find that a lot of leaders will say, well, I do that. You know, I'm out there asking people, what do you think? But it's how they respond after they share what they think that I think has a huge impact. Do do people feel safe to really tell the truth? Another piece of research you might find interesting and are probably familiar with, Gallup says that about 75% of the people, 73 to 75% of the people have admitted withholding really important information from their leaders because they don't feel like it's safe to share that information with them. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I, super interesting. And one of, the, one of the things that we do when we first go into an organization is um, we'll do these listening sessions yeah. with uh, employees. And um, because sometimes we come in and we're seen as the savior of sorts, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get information that would totally blind some leadership. And it's because we come in and, and we're able to establish trust quickly mm-hmm. And so people are able to share with us, uh, hey, I, I really don't think my manager is competent or um, our organization is visionless and, I, and it shows. Or um, I could tell that he was that our owner was um, thriving and vibrant five years ago, but we just haven't seen that same spark. Um, you know, th- there's so much that you can hear from people if they're just honest and transparent, but they have to feel like they can be honest and transparent yeah. to begin with. Has to be able to have. They have to be able to feel like they can be trusted, and that when they share that feedback, there won't be negative consequences for for being able to share something that they might believe. Hey, we could do something different here, and and it, it can't be malicious. But typically, it's not. Typically, they want to be able to improve the business, or otherwise, they wouldn't want to share it. That's right. right? That's absolutely. That's the truth. And so the leaders have got to be humble enough to not to not take it personal, and to be able to say wow, this is really for the betterment of the company. And frankly, sometimes as a leader, it's a pretty lonely position. If they can hear that feedback, they could actually make some better decisions. As you said, you know, you want to get the feedback from the people closest to the decision in order to make a better decision. Yeah. It's key. It's key. So all those leaders out there listening today, what would you say, where would you say to begin? Because maybe some of them are saying, gosh, what if, what if these guys were to come into my company and hear all the things my employees are saying? Well, they're always complaining. I mean, there's always a couple complainers, you know, but what, what, what could the leader do to be more proactive today because of this conversation? Yeah, I mean, but before you even invite us in to, to talk to your staff, um, ask some of your people that have been there the longest 
and some of the people who have just came into your organization. I'm going to ask them a few things. Um, one, what keeps you around? Uh, the answer from your older staff members or more tenured staff members may be different than the ones that have just joined. Uh, and then two, um, what would what would make you want to leave uh, and, and see what they say? You know, that could be um, it, something having to do with an interpersonal relationship with someone on their team. It could have something to do with your benefits and compensation. It could have something to do with their um, fear of the industry that you're in. Um, and nowadays in COVID, it could have something to do with how their health may or may not be protected. And it could be, you know, if, if you're not finding ways to support their, uh, their need to be a, a, um, a parent um, in, the, in light of COVID. So um, ask people what makes them stay. Ask them uh, what would make them want to leave. And see if there's anything within your control uh, to to try to right the ship there, because usually there there is. Yeah, and if and if you can ask just a few of those questions, you'd learn a lot about that conversation. If if they can really yeah. feel like they can share and and be honest about what's happening, right? So yeah, it, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. What would you say to those who might be struggling? Uh, for next steps, either in their career or the next opportunity. Um, you know, they've been disrupted the last several months. It's just been disruption after disruption after disruption. And there's a lot of chaos going on right now. How, what would you say to those who are looking for new ways to add value and bring meaning to their life? Yeah, well, the first thing I'd say is um, this season has sucked. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's okay to admit that. Um uh, and know that you're not alone in how you feel. Um, there's likely uh, your neighbor, um, someone in a, a maybe your church or uh, someone that you can just talk to and just say, hey, this has been a really sucky time for me. And you know what they'll say? Me too. You know, I, I think there's um, comfort in knowing that we're not facing these battles all by ourselves. Yeah. And uh, if we're able to have those conversations with other people, um, we may have a better perspective about, um, you know, our, our current conditions and, and, and hope for the future. Um, but I, I would also say um, to, to if you're looking for new ways to contribute, um, maybe take this time to learn and educate yourself on uh, whether it be your industry, whether it just be general good leadership principles. Um, what are some ways that people are learning to lead well in the midst of this season? in the midst of uh, these new constraints, uh, whether your office is remote or whether you're in a position where your office is closed. Um, maybe you're a restaurant or a um, hotel or some industry that's been negatively impacted uh, in a significant way, but just find ways to pivot and grow. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you personally do when you're feeling down? Like when you're feeling like, whoa, this really does suck. Yeah, well, you know, I, um, I've got some, some big life changes that are coming uh, down the pike. And um, it hasn't been a, uh, it's been a bit of a rocky road. Um, fortunately, I have a mentor that I can just be fully transparent with and lay all cards on the table. Um, and also a, a supportive wife that I can talk to. Um, I also, so, so that, that's the healthy side of it, right? The unhealthy side is like Netflix and ice cream. You know, uh, and I think I'd be lying if I said that, uh, you know, I didn't have ice cream in Netflix last night. But (laughs) but we all have these um, different ways that we cope with or try to overcome stress. Um, 
But for me, the healthy ways are having um, conversations with my mentor who helps me have a big picture perspective. Uh, and that helps uh, minimize some of the problems that I, that I may be facing. And um, just, you know, knowing that my wife is a partner through and through and regardless of what happens, we'll have each other and our, our beautiful daughter. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the healthy thing I would say is to talk with people. Uh, we all have our moments where we want to hop on the couch. We all have our moments where we want to uh, eat what we shouldn't be eating. But um, don't let those uh, overtake you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a all big fan of ice cream. I'm a big fan of ice cream. What's your favorite? What's your favorite flavor? <laughs> you just hand hand me anything. I'm pretty happy with it, actually. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Man, I am a uh, I'm a chocolate chip cookie dough kind of guy. Oh, that's a good. That's chocolate chip cookie dough is absolutely excellent. I also like a yeah. rocky, rocky road or a. There you go. There just, you go. Just good old vanilla with some chocolate syrup on it too is always good. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't go wrong with ice cream that combines more than one flavor. Yeah. So yeah. the it's vanilla good. and chocolate, the vanilla and cookie dough, like it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. So, good. but you know, here's the interesting thing. Coming back to what you just said, I think in a really interesting way, um, talking about having a mentor or someone who can help us with the big picture or helping us to helping us to realize that, hey, you know, that Netflix and the ice cream for a moment isn't a bad thing, but if we just check out there and stay there for too long, then that's where we can kind of get sideways, right? And, and that's where yeah. we can get taken down. So what you're saying is, hey, let's have a balance of things. When things are getting out of step for us, recognize that it's getting out of step. You're not alone. So know that yes. you're not alone. Number two, what can we do to help get that bigger picture? And for me, like you said, talking to people that I trust knowing people that I trust, yep. including my spouse yep. and, um, and, and my kids, you know, and knowing what that bigger purpose is. And for me also knowing that there's a higher purpose, yeah, that there's a higher purpose and recognizing, uh, God in that work for me. And I don't yes. bring that often up in, in this podcast, but for me, that is very helpful because I know there's a bigger picture, right? But I do get stuck. There are times when I'm very stuck and I want to figure out, okay, what's that next piece for me? So I have a lot of books around me. I'm always trying yeah. to learn something new, trying to shake it up for myself. I, 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 what do you think? No, I think you're right. And, you know, there may be experts or uh, people who say they're experts and they come on to shows or platforms and um, pretend to be perfect. And I think that um, facade of perfection makes people tune out what you have to say because it just doesn't feel authentic and realistic. Um, but, but, but if you can connect your humanity and your flaws and um, just saying, Hey, I had ice cream last night, but you know what? I talked to my mentor this morning for about an hour and we're good to go. <laughs> you know, it makes it more um, realistic and, and, yeah. and relatable to say um, down, but not out. And down, um, out. down, but um, getting up, shaking the dust off and, and moving. So um, be honest with yourself. Have people that you can be honest with. Because um, I think if you're honest with yourself, you'll know midway through that Netflix episode, you're like, uh, I need to get better. I need to be better. Um, yeah. and, and, and you can put some things in place to make that happen. Well, and what does that look like for, for you or for me, right? That each individual listener, we kind of need to be, well, not just kind of, we need to be very clear and work on becoming clearer if we're not right now 
about what yep. that is for us. You know, what is our definition for success? And maybe that's a, a perfect segue for me to ask you, what's, what's your definition of success and has it changed over time for you? I think when I started out uh, in business, I had a, um, a monetary number mm-hmm. of what success was. But really, um, I've realized that after nine years in business, um, success is the ability to continue the pursuits that you love mm-hmm. um, and to continue to do that at a higher level each time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also to uh, do so in a way that is balanced. Um, so I, I have a, a business that I'm proud of. Um, obviously, it's not an IPOing and it's not on the, on the um, Dow Jones, but you know, I also have a, a healthy family that I love and I have you know, things that I do for my church or things that I do for my own recreation and hobby. So I, living a balanced life for me is success um, and living a balanced life that continues to elevate uh, step by step is um is success for me so longevity elevation and balance are like my three keys to to success yeah no i appreciate that i um i often ask guests about this conversation around you know how much is too much or how 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 much do you need in order to be successful you know what is it that defines success for each person and it's different for each individual right but there is cost there's pros and cons to everything we choose and everything we choose means that there's something else we said no to right so, yeah. so we have to be conscious of that. And I really appreciate how you define that. And being comfortable where we are and what we're doing, that the ability and the freedom to be able to continue to pursue that dream, what a beautiful definition. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's thank a cool you. One. Yeah. Hey, as we wind this up, what would you want people to remember from this conversation if they were, you know, they just went out, in fact, they had ice cream last night like us, but then, <laughs> but then they, they're out on their jog this morning and they're here in this podcast yeah. and they're saying, man, I got a lot of things to remember from that. What would be the top one you'd say, I hope they remember this? I would say the, the main takeaway is just commitment. Um, success being something that you have to commit to, um, healthy living being something you have to commit to. Um, Commitment would be the main thing. Uh, Find something that you want to commit to and remember that you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, but ultimately if you're committed and you're doing what it takes, you'll, you'll, you'll be successful in the end. Yeah, I like that. And for me, it's, it's really around four areas of my life, right? So it's spiritual, it's mental, it's physical and it's social. So there are really different dimensions, but, but, but am I nourishing my soul? Am I nourishing my mind? Am I yeah. nourishing my body? And, and am I doing that in a way that creates those meaningful relationships in my life? Yeah. Um, it's just so important. And I really appreciate that you joined me today, Joey. I'm really excited that we've connected here. And um, I'm really excited that we were able to introduce you to this, this, the, the, the listeners at the Purpose and Principles podcast as well. Where would people find more information about you? Well, you can find me online. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I have a, a podcast. So if you want to hear more of my um, my thoughts, Business Life and Coffee is the podcast. So wherever you're listening um, to, to Max's show, you can uh, search for mine as well. Uh, also on social media, it's really simple. Joey V. Price HR. Uh, that's my handle on Twitter as well as Instagram. Um, and there I try to stay pretty consistent by sharing um, HR and leadership uh, advice and, uh, and thoughts. 
Um, and then my business website is jumpstart-hr.com. If you're in the market for HR services, or if you just want um, me to come and speak at your organization, I'm happy to do so. Man, look at you, man. Joey, thank you. I am grateful that we connected today and uh, I appreciate that you came on. Thanks. My pleasure, Max. I'm excited. Absolutely. To all our guests out there and listeners out there, thank you for being here every week. And I I, I wish you again to be safe, be wise, uh, and have a great week. Thanks.